Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we are speaking with Laura Moss and Jamie Brooks. They both founded an organization called AdventureCats.org. It's a resource for people looking for safe ways to explore the great outdoors with their feline friends. Adventure Cats wants to challenge negative stereotypes about cats and the people who love them in order to increase shelter cat adoptions. Laura Moss is a total cat lady who's written about pets professionally for more than six years. She co-founded Adventure Cats with her husband in 2015, and she's the author of the Adventure Cats book, which will be published in May 2017. She shares her Atlanta home with two felines, Fiverr, a feisty six-year-old cat she and her husband rescued, and Sirius, a four-year-old tuxedo kitty who was rescued from the set of a TV show. Laura also volunteers with Fur Kids, a local no-kill rescue, where one of her primary responsibilities is socializing kittens. It's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Jamie Brooks is a marketing and communications professional with more than eight years of experience at award-winning advertising and PR agencies. Jamie has been a self-professed cat lady since she rescued her first kitty, Boo, while she was in college. She's now a proud parent to her second cat, Spiffy J. Brooks, whom she and her husband have completely spoiled. Jamie says it's only a matter of time before she adopts another cat and gives Spiffy a new little brother or sister. Laura and Jamie, I'd like to welcome you both to the show. Thanks for having us. So, Laura, I just thought maybe you could kick us off and let us know, um, how did you get the idea for Adventure Cats, and how did you fall in love with cats in general? Cats in general, I would say since I was a little girl, I, we got our first cat from a local shelter when I was five years old, and so I've always shared a home with a cat or two since. As far as Adventure Cats, I worked as a senior editor for um, the Mother Nature Network for several years, and I was our go-to pet writer, and I mostly wrote about cats. So I had the opportunity to interview a lot of the more famous adventure cat owners, um, like Stephen Simmons, who owns um, Burma the Adventure Cat, Craig Armstrong, who has you, you might have seen a lot of news articles about him. He climbs with his cat, Millie. And so after doing you know, several interviews like that, I got very curious about how people were taking cats, which, you know, they seem like such lazy but sweet creatures who don't, you know, typically want to venture outside and how these people were going on these amazing adventures when my own cats didn't seem like they would take to it. So I started looking into it and leash training my cats. And to my surprise, they really enjoyed getting outdoors. We haven't ventured, you know, out of the, you know, too far past the yard, but they just love going out there and sniffing the wind and chewing on grass and taking naps. I don't think they're cut out to be actual hikers. Uh, but I've met so many people since then whose cats are. And so as I realized there wasn't really a resource for how to train your cat and meeting other people who were doing this with their cats, I got the idea with my husband to start a website. And since I have many years of experience working in web and he's a designer, we started putting the site together and I started some social media outlets and it grew much larger than I ever anticipated. I think right now we have about 95,000 Instagram followers. And so I kind of discovered 
discovered there was this entire community of people who were hiking and camping and climbing and sailing with their cats. And we've kind of become the group that put them all together and put them in touch. And now it just keeps growing. So that's kind of our origin story from, I guess it was about February, 2015. And now here we are almost two years later and we've got this huge social media following and we have a book coming out in May and we're just very excited to see it grow and change every day. So Jamie, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what what you do with Adventure Cats. And I will say that the photography is just quite amazing on the website. And share with us some of the aspects of the things that you do for the organization. Well, Laura and I have been friends since college, and then we went to grad school together. And I was sitting at work one day, and I got a text message And she said, hey, do you want to work on a website about cats that go hiking? And I was like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so she started with the social media and then that really took off. And then she was like, I guess we really probably should get this website going. I have a background in PR and advertising. So I kind of helped spread the word that Adventure Cats existed and helped with the marketing and the promotions of that. And then, you know, answer any digital marketing questions that she has along the way. But this was completely Laura's brainchild, and I was just excited to get to help work on it. In that role, um, there were things like, it sounds like you were really helpful in in growing the community. I mean, 95,000 followers on Instagram is just, it's phenomenal and, and quite amazing. I guess my question is, you have these incredible photographs. How do you get them? Where do you source them from? Most of the photos come from people who get in touch with us and they would like to share, like like any cat person, they like to share pictures of their cats. And so they kind of bring those to us and we work with them to do stories or to share just on social media. And then we've also had the opportunity, especially with a book. Uh, my husband is also a photographer. So we've gotten to travel um, a little bit around the country and meet these people for interviews. And he's taken a lot of those photos. So I would say maybe about 25% of the pictures we take ourselves and the rest are just ones that uh, people share with us because they want to share their cat stories. And the the photos never cease to amaze me. There's just such a wealth of activities that people are doing that constantly surprise me. When people, when I first heard that there was a cat that went surfing, I thought there was not a chance in the world that the cat actually enjoyed that activity because most cats wouldn't. But after talking to their owners and seeing the pictures they've taken and the cat's body language, you can tell he enjoys himself. He gets excited when he sees the leash and he runs out there. And so just pictures like that, um, I think that are they're, I, I really hope they're doing their job and showing people that, hey, cats maybe aren't what you think. Jamie, I don't know if you want to talk about the involvement that you have in supporting no-kill shelters. And I think specifically you are currently supporting the Best Friends Animal Society. Is that correct? Laura has a long background with them. And when we started working on the website and the social media, we were trying to think of not just ways to help rebrand what it means to be a cat and a cat lady, but also to help animal shelters and help these cats get adopted. Because a big part of Adventure Cats is helping to like rebrand what, it, what a cat is so that people are more excited about going and adopting them. I think there's been this negative connotation that, you know, cats are grumpy or cats are lazy. And so when you say, yeah, I have a cat, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'm a dog person because I like to go outside and do things. (laughs) And we wanted to show that you can be a cat person and want to go outside and do things too. So go adopt a cat because you can do that with a cat or a dog. I think what Jamie touched on, it was such a big part of what we wanted to do early on. 
um, at the time that, you know, this idea was kind of coming to fruition, I came across a survey, I think it was from PetSmart Charities about what people think of cats and what people think of cat people. And a lot of the adjectives they used to describe cats were like what Jamie said, that they were aloof and unfriendly and lazy. And then I think it was something like 49% of people believe in the stereotype of the crazy cat lady, which really surprised me. And I interviewed people for a story I was working on for MNN, and they were saying that they wouldn't want women wouldn't want to adopt another cat because they didn't want to get that stereotype, or men wouldn't want to adopt a cat because it wasn't seen as a manly pet to have. And I just thought that we were doing such a disservice to cats. I think something like 70% of you know cats and shelters are euthanized, I, something like that. And it's more cats than dogs. So I began to wonder how much of that just be, you know, played into the fact that we had these negative ideas of what it means to be a cat person or what it means to have a cat. And so that was such a huge part of what we wanted to do. And then with best friends, uh, or before the site was even launched, I got to, the opportunity to go to Utah and visit, you know, their, their headquarters, their huge shelter. And they have a, hike, a cat hiking program where you can actually take one of the shelter cats and walk around um, the Utah scenery. And it just really um, like, encouraged me to, you know, go get adventure cats rolling because the way they see it is that a lot of their cats are there for life and they still want them to have a very, you know, a very rich life and still get to have mental stimulation and physical activity. And so for them, it's just, it's part of the cat's daily lives. And I thought that was such a great idea because I think we often think of cats as pets that you can, you know, leave home for a few days because they can, you know, they can kind of take care of themselves and like a dog. And we don't always think of them as animals that have personalities and that have, you know, both mental and physical needs. And which is why we think, you know, getting a little outdoor time with your cat is such a great way for them, for their, both their physical and their, you know, mental and emotional health. How do you raise money to benefit these organizations or best friends in general? We have a store. It's store.adventurecats.org. And we sell uh, two types of cat harnesses and leashes and then t-shirts and hats, things like that. A portion of of the profits that we make off that we donate to best friends at the end of the year. We really want to work with, you know, multiple no-kill shelters. For now, you know, we have a relationship with best friends. We love the work that they're doing and they've been so supportive of us. And so at the end of the year, I guess end of 2016 was the first time we got to make that donation from our store. And right now we're hopeful that we can do more this coming year. That's great. That that would be really very, very cool to be able to have sort of a partner program, you know, with lots of different organizations. Do you need help finalizing your goals for 2017? Check out the Community Cats podcast goals tip sheet. This short and easy sheet will help you put down your goals for 2017 on one easy page. The best way to succeed at goals is by seeing them regularly. Post these goals above your desk, on the fridge, or even in the car. Go to www.communitycatspodcast.com slash reach dash goals dash 2017 backslash. Thank you. Are you swamped with miscellaneous papers and notebooks with details about the cats in your colonies? It's hard to keep track of all the details. Do you get a headache whenever your TNR coordinator asks you for paperwork that they need for their program? Cat Stats is the ultimate TNR program management tool that will reduce your stress. Set up your own online cat colony database and track colonies and caretakers in your service area. Mapping and automated requests for help are also featured. Designed by Neighborhood Cats, Cat Stats is available at no cost to animal welfare organizations. 
CatStats has an easy-to-use interface, and all of the information is protected and private. We want to help you spend less time on paperwork and more time helping cats. Check out this free tool at catstats.org. C-A-T-S-T-A-T-S dot O-R-G. Brought to you by Neighborhood Cats. So now I'm going to get down to the sort of the nuts and bolts of the of the conversation. You know, say I have a cat and I want to make my cat an adventure cat. You talk about harnesses. I have had the privilege of having a cat out on a harness who has backed his way out of the harness. So what are your tips for success on getting a, a, a good harness for your cat? You might want to try a few different ones to see what works best for your cat. I've interviewed a lot of cat owners and there, there's a few uh, types that come up consistently. The Papilla harness, which is actually um, a, a mar- harness that's marketed to do- toward dogs, is extremely popular with a lot of the cats. And then um, the Kitty holster, which is made specifically for cats, and it kind of Velcros around the cat's body, is another one that we've heard a lot of great things about. And I think it also comes down to preference. Uh, we have like a Papilla harness for one of my cats. And we tried to get, you know, another size for our, our older cat. And he is not comfortable putting his head through a harness. But whereas when I put the kitty holster on him and kind of just Velcro underneath him, he has no problem with. So I would say try different ones. See what your cat is comfortable with. If it's something like the kitty holster, sometimes because it Velcros, cats can be sensitive to that sound. So, you know, you always want to start by first getting them comfortable with the idea. So with my cats, we started by... Whenever the harness came out, we wouldn't put it on immediately. We started with just associating it with something positive. So for cats, that's something, you know, fishy or delicious. So we would just eat treats next to the harness or on the harness and eventually move to putting it on. And I think one thing that discourages a lot of people is that when you put a harness on the cat for the first time, cats aren't used to wearing clothes. And it's a very different sensation. It can be uncomfortable at first because they're not used to it. So a lot of times cats will just sit down or fall over and refuse to move. And so a lot of people think, oh, my cat can't be walked because my cat, you know, fell over that one time I put the harness on, which is why we always say, you know, do it several times, take it slow, you know, practice all of this indoors till your cat's first comfortable in it, and then take them outside. And with the harness, you want to make sure, I mean, there's so many different types on the market. From what I've, I've done a lot of interviews with, with veterinarians and behaviorists, and often what I hear recommended is just a walking vest or a walking jacket which is, you know, like the Papilla harness or the kitty holster. They're a bit different from more of a traditional harness, which is very strappy. And those can work well for cats too. I know the come with me kitty harness is very popular, but it's just a matter of putting it on your cat and making sure they can't slip out and making sure that, you know, they're very, they're comfortable wearing it. And what other tools are in sort of the adventure cats toolkit? I mean, I saw some cats in backpacks, is that something that we should even think about? Is it if I go on a hike and then my cat gets tired or it's hot or whatever, you know, I should always have a backpack that my cat can go in? A lot of people do use the backpacks, and a lot of the times they're ones that are made for dogs. I know that um, Outward Hound is a really popular uh, like pet backpack that a lot of um, the people I've spoken with have used, but not everyone does. Plenty of people will go on, you know, hikes with their cats, and if the cat gets tired, then they just sit on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I have one cat that loves just to you know, go around the house doing chores with me instead of my shoulder. So I feel like he'd be a great candidate for that. I think it, again, depends on what your cat is comfortable with, what you're comfortable with, and what kind of adventures you're going on. I think for a lot of cats, like mine included, the greatest adventures are going to take place in your own backyard. Uh, but there's plenty of other people that we've interviewed who go on you know, camping trips or 
long day hikes with their cats and, you know, their cats are comfortable with it. They may walk for a few miles or they may walk for a few feet and then just enjoy the ride. And sometimes, and that, if that's the case, if that's what your cat's comfortable with, then I think a backpack is a great way to go because then you get to have that adventure together and your cat can enjoy the fresh air, but you don't have to worry about, you know, your cat getting out of a harness or chasing after something. So, Jamie, what's the the craziest adventure cat story you have uh, (laughs) reported on? I still have to go back to the surfing cat because much like Laura, (laughs) I couldn't believe that a cat would enjoy being in the ocean and being wet. So seeing how happy that cat was and seeing that it's something you really enjoyed doing, um, that would definitely be the craziest one for me. (laughs) Laura, do you have an opinion on that too? I would say that was definitely the most surprising. Uh, another one that I really love is we got in touch with a man in New Zealand who sails with his cat. And the man the man is deaf, but his cat can hear just fine. And he said his cat's kind of learned that he doesn't necessarily know when a, another ship is approaching or when he his phone is going off. And so the cat has kind of learned... Um, to how to help him. So if he sees something coming, you know, he'll paw at him or alert him. And if he hears the phone going off and the man doesn't, then he'll make sure to get his attention. I thought it was just such a great, I guess, a great illustration of how they've really developed this bond and, I, and it enables them to do these adventures together. Do you think that this is a growing trend that more and more people are interested in having the tools needed to be adventure cats? I think so. I think we've definitely seen people who are interested in trying it. You know, I, I'm not sure if, you know, they're venturing past their backyards or not, but we've definitely seen, you know, more people who are sharing photos with us. Uh, we get a lot a lot of people who are emailing, asking questions and us looking for advice. So I think it's definitely growing. I don't know if it's going to continue, if we're going to hit a point where all the crazy cat people are, you know, <laughs> finished going outside, having their adventures with their cats or not. But for now, I think we've definitely seen, you know, an uptick in popularity and just um, queries from people who are interested in trying it out. Yeah, I would have to say, I don't think a lot of people even knew that this was possible. That's a lot of the comments that I've received after people have, you know, visited the site and seen Instagram. They were like, I never would have thought that I could have even done that with my cat. Yeah, I mean, when I have taken my cat Hooch out on a leash uh, up here in Vermont, I mean, actually in the summertime, I mean, you know, the first thing he does, he runs outside and he starts eating the grass and then he starts walking down the driveway. And pretty much I run out of my energy and patience before he does. Um, (laughs) And he gets very frustrated being on, on a leash. He was an indoor outdoor cat when we lived in Massachusetts and in Vermont, just because we have so many predators around, I just wasn't comfortable with him being on his own out there. But it's an interesting question, you know, from the community cats perspective, so many cats that we rescue, Hooch was a stray cat in the city of Lowell in Massachusetts. And so, you know, here I am, I've taken him from an outdoor only life into then an indoor outdoor life now to indoor only, unless I'm taking him out and bringing him out on the walk on the leash. And so I've got to always ask myself the question, you know, is that the best thing to do for a cat is to have them as an indoor only cat all the time? And there are definitely aspects for a cat to be outside. They're going to be a lot more active. They're going to, you know, burn up energy. They're just going to have a lot more opportunities. Even if it is just on, on a leash, they're still going to have some opportunities that they wouldn't have as an indoor only cat. Right. And I think you definitely see the benefits that that has to the cat mentally and physically, I think a lot of people, when they have their cats indoors all day, 
they don't necessarily realize that because they're still, they're very similar genetically to wild cats. And I don't think we necessarily pay attention to that because we so often assume that cats and dogs are similar, but we've, you know, domesticated cat dogs over thousands of years. Whereas, you know, we look at the, you know, the genome of a cat and it's really not that far different from their wild ancestors. And so they need a lot of enrichment. They need, they need a lot of physical activity. Yes, they do nap for several, several hours a day, but they still have these instincts. And I think taking them outside in, in a safe way is a really great way to get them that stimulation that they need. Yeah. The only thing I do worry about is like you see the chipmunk, you know, we have a million chipmunks around our, our stone walls around our house. And even in the house, he's going from window to window. So just on the leash, I, I can just see him bolting after those chipmunks. And I have to be careful to make sure I'm, I'm ready for that. Not not him, but that I'm ready for that that pull. Oh, definitely. I think that's, you know, it comes down to as well, you know, it's definitely not for every cat. And I think if you think your cat is a good candidate for it, then like you said, it's not just a matter of training your cat to be comfortable on a leash. It's also a matter of are you taking your cat into an environment that that is safe? Are you are you paying attention? Because just because your cat is on a leash doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, the same thing. If we've had dogs, we know we've all had dogs who've gotten off leashes as well. Right. So it can definitely happen with cats too, and even with I think catios are a really great compromise to give your cat an environment that they can be outside in a safe way. But even with those, you know, like you said, if you're living in an area with predators, you know, or also sometimes things happen and equipment can malfunction. So even if your cat's in a catio, it's still a good idea to be aware and pay attention. One other thing that I did see on your website that I will mention um, before we close out the show is you did mention about training your cat to come to you. So even though you're on a leash, you can't count on that leash being 100% secure. So if the cat does get loose, you've got it clicker trained or trained to come with a certain call. And, you know, you've got treats there ready to be able to get the cat. So always be prepared for any accidents that might happen. Exactly. I think there's an idea that cats can't be trained, but that's not true. And I mean, and the accidents will still happen. You can train your cat to come when called and, you know, in an environment that's so stimulating, they may not necessarily always come, but that's why it's so good to practice. And one thing we always tell people is if you're training your cat to come when called, don't call your cat and then take your cat to the vet. You don't want to associate that with something negative. Always keep it as a positive reinforcement. Call your cat, give him a treat, that kind of thing. Just you know, keep the practice indoors and out, and hopefully that should the unthinkable happen, you'll be prepared to handle it in the best way possible. Jamie, if uh, folks are interested in finding out more about Adventure Cats, uh, how could they find you, Laura, find the website? The best way is to visit our website at adventurecats.org. And we have links to all of our social media channels, as well as all of our email information if they should want to talk to me or Laura. And Laura, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? We have a book coming out in May. I think it's the second week of May. And it's kind of regardless of whether you want to take your cat outside or not, I think it's something that cat people will enjoy. So it has step-by-step instructions in terms of training and safety, but it also features what we're calling cattails which are just stories and some gorgeous photos of these cats that go on these remarkable adventures all over the world. Well, that's great. We'll be definitely on the lookout for that. And when that book does launch, you'll need to reach back out again and we'll we'll have you back on the show to talk about that book. I want to thank you both, Laura and Jamie, for coming on the show. And I really want to thank you so much for this really interesting idea 
of creating adventure cats. Um, it's something that I wouldn't have thought of, but I really think it's it's an interesting and fascinating idea because I think it's important for us to always consider the outdoors when we're talking about our cats. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show and definitely I hope we'll have you on in the future. All right. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats Podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 